You're listening to The One Relationship, where we believe a strong marriage is the foundation for successful families, communities, and cultures. I'm Kate. And I'm Tanner. We're your hosts, and we've each had our share of unhealthy relationships. When we met, we committed to not repeat the mistakes of our past, so we set out to learn everything we could about creating a rock-solid marriage. Join us every week as we bring you real talk from our experiences, other married couples, and relationship professionals we trust. To start strengthening your marriage now, head over to theonerelationship.com and get access to our free marriage manifesto today. Welcome back to The One Relationship. This is Tanner. I'm here with my co-host, Kate. And today, uh, we're so honored to be able to interview uh, some friends of ours that we've known for quite a while, actually. We are just uh, interview before the interview, kind of reminiscing <laughs> about how we all met several years ago in an event. We have Dan and Pam Watowski, and uh, they have been dating for 42 years, and it's it's quite a story. And and within that time, uh, they've built an amazing family. They've got six kids, three grandkids, and a, and a whole war chest of experience, as I as I like to say it. So uh, we're looking forward to to learning more from you because I I think when I first saw you and and your family at that event. I was very impressed because I kind of, I joked earlier that you guys took up like an entire row in this theater <laughs> at, at this personal development event that we were at. And I, I thought, wow, that's like, that's really cool for your kids. That's really cool for you as parents. And, and you guys are, are genuinely somebody that we look at as, as a model family. Yeah. And, uh, and we were just talking about, you know, that's, that's really kind of where you guys are at with your stage of life and career. So Dan and Pam, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you, having Tara. us, Tanner and Kate. This Thanks, is great. Tara. This is amazing. Yeah, yeah, you're uh, welcome. Yes. And, you know, we've reflected so many times with our kids on that event. And this is why I love tying my kids into things that we're doing, especially in the personal development world, because mm -hmm. we can go back and we can say, hey, would that you know, leader have done that? Will that right. leader mm. have said that? Like, mm, you know, it right. hooks them in and it's like, now it's not just about our tutelage, right? It's about, you know, other people, mentors of theirs. And, um, and we can lean on that. So we love to expand our community, teachers and, and mentors beyond just us because, you know, kids don't always listen. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a great lesson in and of itself, say, right? Look at that. <laughs> Nugget number one, we're just okay, getting started. Yeah, right off the bat. Have, have leverage over your kids with You comments. got it. That's right. So, so we know uh, just from from getting to know you guys and talking about you know how you met and a little bit of the backstory, but like take us there, take us to to high school, like how you guys first got together, and tell us a little bit about how this all started. It's a crazy story because I'll start because it, I I feel as though it was me that just pushed and pushed and pushed. I first saw Pamela when I was in the eighth grade and she was in the ninth grade and. Our, our worlds were separate, but I can remember sitting in homeroom in junior high school. Uh, this was back in 1977. And sitting in, in homeroom, no, not 77, it must have been 75. Sitting in homeroom and seeing her walking on the school campus out the window. Aww. And saying, that's the most beautiful girl, because she was a young girl. That was, mm -hmm. That's the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. I want to know who that is, because I want to marry her. I said that right to myself, wow. sitting in my homeroom. And 
all through getting into high school, I just kept looking for her and looking for her until finally, here I am, you know, a dweeb. Like, you know, I broke 100 <laughs> pounds when I was in the 10th grade. But here I am, this little brainy dweeb, and I'm in Latin class, and one of the Latin classmates of mine said to me, I know who wants to go out with your brother, because my brother and I are 13 months apart, and we're, we're, we were in the same grade since the second grade. Oh, Two wow. late birthdays, and they put us together. But <laughs> So people even thought we were twins. So this girl came up, and my brother was so different than I am. He was the, you know, the fullback on the football team. He was the captain of the basketball team. He was the catcher on the baseball team. I mean, he was bigger than I was and very athletic. So this girl came up to me and said, I know who wants to date your brother. And I'm like, who? And she said, Pam Zanoski. Pamela's maiden name, Zanoski. Yeah. Pam Zanoski. So I said, really? Wow, that's great. So in my mind, I'm saying, if I can just get her to come over the house, that's going to be great. So here we are. But New wait, may I just interject something that actually <laughs> wasn't true because I didn't even know his brother. Right. It was that she wanted to get to know Dan better. So oh. she, he could hook me up with his brother, she then we Pamela. could eventually double date, right. but it all backfired it all on her because- Be <laughs> Because when Jan, you know, my brother's brother name Jan. is Jan, when Jan, you know, asked Pamela out for a date, you know, she went with him. And then my mother invited Pamela over for New Year's Day. And that's when Pamela and I really got to know each other. That's when, you know, we were like locked in on each other. And on January 2nd, back in 1978, I, I can't, I'll never forget this moment. My brother walked up to me and said, Dan, she likes you better. Why don't you ask her out? <laughs> That's amazing. When we go to high school reunions, they just say, now, which one did you marry, Jan or Dan? <laughs> <laughs> But that's, oh, that's how the story goes. That's where it, that's and then it like took the me movies. to ask her for the first date because I was still afraid. You know, I just didn't want to mess it up. Yeah. So oh, that's great. I mean, what a twisted web. And, and back in 77, huh? Right. Yes. Yes. It's, it's a it's long been time great. ago. So we and say so, we've, been, we've been dating for 42 years. So right. that's, that's amazing. Yeah. And, and you, and so you guys dated through high school. I think you yep. said you dated for seven years before you got married. Is that correct? Right. right. Exactly. And, and so Dan, so you knew, like you knew just seeing her out the window. What about you, Pam? Like, what was it that, like, was it when you were over there that you're like, Oh no, I like this guy or did he kind of grow on you or how? Oh, how? Yeah, no, no, no. I, you know, I mean, I know it is such a cliche with love at first sight and you yeah. know what? When you're 16 years old, um, you know, how do you really know, you know? <laughs> but yeah. um, I don't know. I just, I uh, no, one I more, did. One more funny story. You know, my brother, as I said, captain on the basketball team. And here I am. I couldn't even barely make the JV team. And we were juniors <laughs> in, in high school. And I used to do the stats for the varsity team. So what, when I finished playing in my game or sitting on the bench in my game, then <laughs> Pamela used to join me in the stands while I did the stats. She would sit next to me. Now, this was even after January 1st. This was after my brother said this to me. So I was like tickled, but I couldn't say anything to her. But I, I was a strategist. You know, I'm always trying to think of ways to do things and find out information. And so I just in, uh, on a whim asked Pamela, do you know who you're going to marry? Just asked her. And she said, yes. So then I said, oh, gee. And at that moment, I, I kind of knew that she was talking about me. And I said, what's the next best 
question because the next question matters, right? Yeah. So that I said, what's the next best question? And I said, oh, I said, have you ever gone out with them? And she said, not yet. Uh, <laughs> there you go. I said that I said, mm, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I have a chance. I still, you were narrowing down the odds. Right, exactly. It was crazy. Yeah. You are such a such an analytical person. That's crazy. What? I, I, just this story alone, though. I think of like people listening in their relationships right now, like what's the next best question? Mm. What's the next best choice, right? Like we don't stop to think about those things. We just sort of go, we just sort of work off of instinct. We just, uh, instant gratification, you know? And I'm like, how profound, and especially at that age too, but if you even just look at, you know, our adults now listening, like what is the next best question I can ask to help me get to where I want to go or the next choice that's going to get me closer to that, you know, dream relationship or, or the next goal. Like, I mean, great insight at that age. It's funny that you bring that up because I mean, I think that you may be surprised at what one of my questions was that my preliminary question to Dan, and that is, you know, do you want to have at least five kids? Right. <laughs> I mean, I was only 16, but I knew that I yeah. wanted a big family. Yeah. I knew that that was, it was just, and he said, I'll do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, at 15 and 16, I mean, I was, you know, interviewing him. And, you know, yeah. here's another thing. Yes, you know, we were definitely physically attracted to each other. Um, I, you know, I loved his you know, his dweebiness, as he calls it. Um, I, I loved it. Whatever he loved about me, great. You know, there was that physical, but it's also still like, okay, you know, what are the things that are going to be important to me in my life? What are my dreams? So we just shared those with each other, you know, right away. And Fortunately, we were very supportive of those dreams right away, and we still continue to be 42 years later. Right. It's like, yeah. you know, and, you know, a lot, of, a lot of times we've had failed dreams, or we're like, you, you go in one direction, you go, oh, I, I supported you in that direction. Like, you know, we, we like, okay, we we're going to be real estate investors, you know, like, so we invested in real estate, and we weren't that good. And so no. instead of blanking, <laughs> we could have we could blame each other for like, well, you didn't do so well in that part of what you had to do. And, but we don't do that. We're like, okay, you know what? It just didn't, didn't work out the way we thought. Um, yeah. And um, it actually was a pretty catastrophic financially time of our marriage um, with that, those decisions that we made around that particular dream that just didn't come to, to pass. But the dream was really that we always wanted to do something work, you know, to work together. I hmm. never worked in his, um, he was an obstetrician gynecologist and never worked in his practice with him. So obviously he's away a lot of hours in that practice and right. I'm not working, you know, with him. So our real dream is to do something is working together. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd love yeah. to just wake up in the morning and just be next to her the whole day. Yeah, yeah. Just like, just like it was when I was 15 years old, you know, yeah. it's just that same thing that 
that I. But we didn't wake up next to each other when we were fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted. Let's to be. just get that right up. <laughs> a few years down the road, though. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Later. <laughs> but what I, what I, so there's a couple things about that. But what I, what I love about that is, you know, and and yeah, you're not playing with monopoly money anymore when you're investing in in right. real uh, real right. estate assets, right? But yeah. what I, what I love because we're seeing in some of the couples that we're coaching is that. Um, they do have kind of a win-loss approach or a competitive approach. And, and I, I think that can be very, very detrimental to a marriage that if it is about who's right and who's wrong, that's kind of a, that's kind of a death trap in a marriage. And so I love that you guys brought that up, that it's like, listen, we have the dream and multiple dreams, right, that we've been chasing and our actions have led towards that and when we make a misstep or learn an expensive lesson, it's still all in pursuit of the dream. And it's not like, oh, I see, you know, I told you that wasn't going to work out or you blew it or whatever. And I just, um, I, I, I don't know. I, again, I really admire you guys. I think I asked earlier, you know, before we, before we got on here, like, how, how, why are you like this? <laughs> you know, and I, and I think it, I think what, what you shared, at least with us, Pamela, was that your parents, right? You guys grew up in a very supportive environment. So maybe, you know, talk a little bit about that and how that has informed, you know, the, the way that you've built your family. Yeah. I mean, one thing that we saw our parents do, they both definitely had roles, you know, um, and, and, and so there's certain things that, you know, one or the other, you know, always took care of, whether it was bills or cooking or, you know, cleaning yeah. or primarily taking care of kids. Managing the household versus, yes. you know, pursuing careers or, yeah. you know, and, and even within those boundaries, you know, there were certain pockets that would be shared. You know, there would be okay. certain pockets that uh, people would jump in and out of, but there was... Yeah. There was there were these roles that we all kind of took on they were the, that we learned. Yeah, well, the, the, so but, but both of my moms worked, mm -hmm. you know, and they yep. worked, but yet they worked with you know the dad's schedules so that mm -hmm. you know quality and time was always with the kids, and so you know family was always a priority around the work schedule. So we we had role models that way, and also even though day in and day out. Like I say, they had their certain roles. There was nothing that either one of them wouldn't do if they had to. Right. You no, know? it wasn't just like, nope, I never do that. I'm never going to do that. No, they would do it if they had to do it. And yeah. we've seen many examples of that throughout uh, growing up yeah. of um, parents taking on, taking on those responsibilities that they didn't necessarily have day in and day out. But the willingness, again, to pull together for the family. Mm -hmm. That was, um, we, we both saw that. We, that's just very fortunate. I feel like that's a little bit of luck of the draw. Yeah. My, you know? my parents uh, had very similar in my upbringing as well, where, you know, they, there were just certain things that they each took the role. Same thing. My mom worked, but it was part-time. It was when the, we, my sister and I would get to school. So it was, you know, around schedules that were already established. And what my what my parents would always come back to and i would hear them say is that they always wanted to do what would help make the other one better right and right. you know to like cheer the other one on and and even though i might not love to do this if it helps you then i want to then i then i want to do it right so, so yes you know and i think that's that's just lost nowadays in relationships we don't see yeah. that 
that love. Like it just comes down to love. Like that's what you do yeah. when you love someone, right? You want to make that's them. Like one, of, one of the things we say is leading with love, you know, and mm -hmm. like I tell, we, we teach our kids that too and anything mm -hmm. that they're doing and their relationships with their teammates or their friends or classmates or whatever it is. If you keep in mind that you're going to lead with love, you'll make the right decision. Mm -hmm. right. And um, so, you know, that's one thing. The other thing too, is that self-respect. So I love that Kate, what you said that, you know, they were supportive of each other to make it work for the other person, you know, right. and then for the collective dream of, of the couple and then the family, but self-respect is so important, but in, and uh, because I'm not sure you can have mutual respect for each other if you don't have self-respect for yourself. Yeah. But it's recognizing that and saying, okay, what do you want to work on? Mm -hmm. And uh, all right, I'll support, you know, I'll support that. And it might be something like, you know, I want to spend more time with my brother. I really wanted to go on this trip to Alaska with my brother and, and your dad and my, my yeah. brother-in-law. And I'm like, okay, great. You got it. I take, I'm going to take care of everything here while you go and do that. Um, or if I wanted to do some special volunteering, you know, and you know, it's the, it's a hardship for the family. If I'm going to go out on a Wednesday night and like, we got, you know, six kids under the age of 14. Yeah. But you know what? Like, <laughs> I, I really think that we, um, we can barely do that with three. So <laughs> double that. I know I can't imagine. Although I've heard once you get to a certain point, like they just take care of each other. Right. Is that yes. true? Like that three. Three, three or four. That magic well, once you're outnumbered, sorry, once <laughs> you're outnumbered, you're <laughs> we, we need Charlotte to just catch up just a little bit. A little She's bit. A little right? bit. And then, yeah, there'll be some self-sufficiency going on. That's funny. Yeah. So, so let me ask, I mean, I'm sure 42 years, you know, you guys are very upbeat, very positive, very great people, but I'm sure there's been hard times. I'm sure there's been friction and challenges between you two, but like at the end of the day, like, what do you feel like, what makes it work? Like what has kept you guys going and kept you in the game? Well, you know how they say absence makes the heart grow fonder? Yeah. Mm. Not true. No. <laughs> <laughs> not true, at least not for us. Yeah. And with Dan's long hours and being overnight many, many times throughout the mm. month, you have got to schedule in those dates right. so mm. that you can reconnect. Yeah. Because it is really easy to, you know, then when you're back together after you're away from each other, and it can even just be, you know, a few hours like at work, and then you're back, and you're bringing each of you are bringing all of your things from the day together, yeah. and you have your agenda, like I got to check my email, or I need to make a call, or I need to just zone out or whatever it is. But you know, you've got to you got to connect. Um, we connect many times during the day. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness for texting. That has <laughs> been phenomenal. We didn't have texting for most of our marriage. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so that's yeah. been really great. So we, you know, we touch base. What do you, what do you got tonight? You know, what do you get? like? And we share, we share a calendar so that we know, you know, what's on each other's agenda. Okay. So we're, so that any way to connect, while you're away is really, really huge. And then scheduling in dates. We have always, we've been super lucky. And sometimes they take a lot of work. Like sometimes the, the date, planning, the yeah, planning, just to yeah. get that date. And then as we get older, you know, we start to get even more innovative and these dates even, you know, turn into like trips. Like we would try to find ways we could steal away to be alone 
with each other. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I still feel as though there are these times, whether it's four hours, two hours, or two days that I just want to be alone with her just so I can talk to her and look at mm-hmm. her and, and just be next to her the whole time. You need time yeah. in, That's you know, a, you need a little right. time you in. Gotta get that it's, time it's, in. It's, it's not just about quality time. It's about some quantity, quantity. time too, mm-hmm. you know? So, so I say like my main thing is even be, you know, you got to get a good babysitter. You got to mm-hmm. find, yeah. we were fortunate that we had our parents were really great. But then when Dan was in his residency in Maryland, we didn't have any family there. Mm-hmm. So we got in a babysitting network, you know, which they just happened to have one there, which was really great because there was a lot of like medical, like uh, resident doctors there. So a lot of people on the same boat, but you've got to get that good, you know, babysitter who you can, so, you, so you're not worried while you're away. And um, I mean, you guys know that, right? So yeah. you, you gotta, you've got to have that. And that's really important. Um, you've got to schedule in the dates. Got to schedule it. Yeah. Yeah. Put it on yeah and schedule. we're and we're realizing that too. We, yeah. you know, we we got married and we're instantly a family. You know, Tanner has a daughter from a previous marriage, yeah. so like we instantly had that dynamic. And I got pregnant right away after we got married too. So you know, the first year of marriage is as tons of change. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and so like we we didn't really have those years together before kids showed up so we had to we we like halfway through you know we've only been married a little over three years um but about half that halfway point you know with like third baby coming into the mix we're like oh we need to really take care of this like we're seeing how easy it is to just let us as a couple as a marriage just slip by and yeah. so, um, you know, and thankfully we had people around us to remind us, you know, we, we just knew from ourselves, like, Hey, we can't let this just go because if you don't take care of it right. early on, next thing you know, it's 10, 20 years later. And you're like, yeah. who the heck am I married to? Right. hundred oh, percent. Yeah. And a lot of people are in that place right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can't, you definitely can't let that go. It isn't, it's non-negotiable, you know, yeah. it isn't, it isn't selfish. It doesn't mean you're taking away from the kids. And the, how important it is for your kids to know mm-hmm. that you have a strong relationship. Right. Yeah. How are they going to see it? Like, that's the advice I give, we give to our kids. They, you know, um, I say, okay, you know, when you, you're looking, you know, now all of our kids are 21. Our last, our baby just turned 21 the other yeah. day. But, you know, when they were looking for, you know, boyfriends, girlfriends, just you don't don't settle for anything less than what you see how you see dad and I treating each other you know so yeah. you know I treat him like a king and he treats me like a queen that's it that's the standard Simple. done <laughs> Super. there's your marriage advice right there yeah. you know, and it's for, like and for the for the people listening and that wasn't their example then say, okay, what am I going to create that is better than what was my example, right? And change the trajectory for the next, for, for future generations. Because that's what we, you know, that, that's where we're at too. You know, Tanner, you know, he comes from a family of divorce and he fell and, you know, followed that footstep and, and was in divorce that now it's like, wait, I'm going to change the trajectory and I'm going to change that for, you know, his daughter. We're, cha- we're changing that. We're setting an example for her to see, you know, what, a, what marriage is. And then of course, you know, our kids together. So 
yeah, like if you're in that place listening, we're like, oh, wait, I didn't have a really good example. My parents right. were, you know, um, okay, accept it. That's just how your parents were. And then say, okay, well, what am I going to do? And then find the resources. You know, we're here. You guys are here. You know, like, you know, we're, we're all here. To, there are people to show that example of yeah. what marriage is and a strong relationship is and, and how to, you know, improve um, for the future. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's like any other kind of personal development or lifestyle changes that you're trying to make. Like I was talking with Tanner and you earlier, Kate, about, um, you know, I don't identify as an athlete. I was never an athlete, never worked out. And so I've struggled with that. And so I had to look for mentors. Luckily I have one in Dan, which is really great. And, and my kids and, but I, I'm constantly working on it. I, I feel like I'll never stop working on that. You know, it's never just going to come totally natural for me, but, um, but I choose athleticism <laughs> over non-athleticism or non, you know, no fitness because I know, you know, what it does for my life. So yeah. I just choose that, but I got to, got to schedule it in, got to make sure it's there, make sure I'm on track. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like that was something that was really impactful to me that you shared, you know, cause we were, we were talking earlier and I'm like, again, why are you guys like this? <laughs> you know? And, <laughs> and we started talking about the fact that you did have a lot of really good support from your parents and growing up and a lot of that has has fueled the way that you you know operate today and in your family but just like you shared Pam there were other things where you didn't grow up working out you didn't grow up as an athlete you don't view yourself as that like you no need to be in the gym 5 days a week but you see the importance of it and you value it and so now you surround yourself with people you go to a gym you do all these things that will support you in doing that and it may never feel i mean i feel the same way like i i don't re i don't really enjoy working out i like to go hike and not feel like i'm gonna fall off the side of a mountain you know right. i like to yeah. carry my kids around and play rough and tumble and stuff Right. But I don't necessarily like to do the workouts, yeah. but it's because I want all of those benefits that I commit to do the thing that I, it doesn't come natural to me. So when you said that, I'm like, oh, wow, that's really powerful to think about. Like, okay, what came pre-installed, you know, in this mind and body of mine? What are those things am I going to uninstall? And then what sort of new programs we can all relate to our phones or in our computers? Like, what kind of new programs and new software am I, am I going to install? And uh, that was just really interesting to me that you yeah. had that perspective of, you know, yeah. what comes natural and what doesn't, and, and you focus on what you need to work on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it's okay like that, um, that it happens to be, you know, a strong relationship or a marriage or whatever, that that seems, you know, it isn't as natural. That's okay. It doesn't, you know, People look at me like I have two heads, like my kids, like they don't understand because they've always been athletes. Like, ma, I don't understand. Like, why, why is this so hard? <laughs> you know, or yeah. my daughter who's a dancer and she's a choreographer. She's like, oh my gosh, you're so stiff. You know, she like, <laughs> get it, you know, <laughs> like, so it's okay. Um, it is actually good to know because yeah. then you can, you can work on it. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. awesome. So, so I get the sense that you guys aren't exactly alike. There's probably some differences there. So, so let's talk about that. Like, how do you celebrate each other's differences? How do you sort of not let those get in the way? 
Um, what does that look like for, for you guys, you know, celebrating your differences? Leading with love is the, the number one thing. You know, being accepting of and respecting, having that mutual respect for one another mm. and, and building on anything that you can help them with in order for them to accomplish whatever goal they want. But it's, you know, that, that's a difficult question. It comes back to that original idea of self-respect and mutual respect, you know, two different things, yet both very powerful. And, and, and that's what really keeps us together. Pamela says that king and queen thing, that king and queen thing is true, but that respect is what, caught, what, what leads to that, that action. I also think that it's, um, I think this in, in a marriage relationship, but I also think just as a personal, you know, for your personal self is that knowing what your strengths and weaknesses are, you know, knowing, uh, I don't know, maybe, you know, like we've taken so many of those personality tests and those, yeah. <laughs> those kinds of things. And so <laughs> we kind of know, and after 42 years of dating, we definitely know I'm not so good with numbers and <laughs> he's not so good with writing, you know, and, and, you know, I mean, and that's probably why he's a doctor and I'm a lawyer. And, you know, it, like, that's why we gravitated toward those professions because that was our strength and we really enjoyed those things. So stop trying to mold and make the other person something that they're not, you yeah. know, relish in their strengths and be willing to take on those things that they're not so good at and say, okay, that's all right. I got you on yeah, this, support. you know? Yeah. yeah. It's really, it's really huge. I'd say identify that early on in your relationship mm. and don't, and don't fight it. Yeah. And we had just a, just recently, uh, one of our therapy sessions, our therapists had pointed out how the differences are, are actually like, if you were to view the difference of your spouse as an asset, like, then how would you respond, right? Rather than looking at it, because I mean, this is definitely a little bit of a hang up for us. Like we get frustrated with each other of how, like, well, why, why don't you understand that you just need to plug this in? You know, or I'm, <laughs> I'm not that bad. I'm not that bad, no, but, you know, right? right? No, like, he's the, he's yeah. the tech guy, he's the engineer, you know, and, and I'm the creative and the, the emotional one. And I'm like, why can't you just give me a hug? Like, you know, but, there, <laughs> but there's, there's things that when you, when you look at those differences and recognize like that isn't your spouse's strong point, like that's okay. But then, but how is it an asset? How is it something that their that their perspective can bring to the table, right? You know, and I just think um, I don't even know if I'm really explaining it that well. That how Colleen well, the, brought it the up. The one line, I, and I was proud that my therapist said that she quoted us in another therapy session. That, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's always good. a good. Like, yeah, right. But I, you know, I said it can either be our kryptonite or our rocket fuel. Right. And she was like, absolutely, yeah. right? Like you're either going to use the hammer to tear down the house or to build a new one. Like mm -hmm. it's, you're looking at that same situation and it's like, well, how, which direction are you going to go with this? Mm -hmm. And, and again, I just, we're, we're seeing in, you know, in a lot of uh, relationships and couples that we're working with this, this competition, this, yeah. this right and wrong, Pointing this me versus fingers, him. The and, judgments. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's, pre it's, I mean, obviously, right. We're in election season, like 2020, it, it couldn't be any more heightened right now. So I, I understand that as a culture, we have, have sort of developed this, 
competitive, right and wrong. People are sort of protective out of, out of you know, fear and, and stuff. But I, I just think, you know, we're really committed to how can we help dissolve that in, in the relationships for people? You know, I know we, we talked a little bit, you know, earlier just about some new things that you guys are working on. And, and um, the fact that, that you guys have really over the, the course of, you know, your, your lifetime, um, like I said, put together this, I'll just say a lifestyle portfolio, right? You have the law background, the medical background, you've been in investing and, you know, finance and you have a great relationship. Um, and so health, I, I know, I, you know, yeah, yeah so I'd much. love to just hear, you know, anything else that you guys kind of want to share about where, where you feel your, you know, your next calling. I know that, that it's still kind of under wraps, but just share what's on your heart with, you know, what you guys are working on and what you're seeing and, and, and how you're feeling called to help others right now. It's funny because I said to my um, daughter, Anna recently, um, middle child, um, she, I said to her, Oh, I, I, I love to say, I, I need a few minutes. I said to her, I go, I'm building my empire. So like, you know, I have to like, I'm always like manifesting and like mindset and all that. Yeah. And so like, she, you know, she's hearing me say this over and over and she goes, ma, she goes, I don't know why you keep saying that. That's not what you're building. And I said, Oh, I'm, I'm not, I thought I was building an empire, you know, I'm trying to get, you know, dad home from his job and doing all these things. She says, no, you're building a home. Mm. She said, you're building a home that has all these different rooms in it. It has oh. your lifestyle and the nutrition, and it has your experience with your, you know, real estate financing, and, and, and it has your relationship stuff, and it has all that, you know, parenting. That's what you're building. And she said, I said, wow, that's really that's really pretty insightful, but that's, you know, <laughs> somebody looking from the outside in. And so that's yeah. what we're building now is we're building a home. Everybody wants to come, no matter how much chaos is going over here in our house, everybody <laughs> wants to come over here and stay and they sleep over and they love, you know, not so much during the pandemic, but I mean, before it's unbelievable. And, and we love that. We love that gathering place. So that's really what we are creating is a gathering place for, you know, all the things that we love to do and we love to talk about. And we're just hoping the people and welcoming people into that home and to join us in whatever room or rooms that they want to. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I love that. And I can see like imaging now too with the house and the, it's like the open house, right? With all the right. different rooms in there. Oh, and an open house. That's uh, right. Open yeah. house. Like always I just have an open house. I yeah. always have an open house when I have like, uh, you know, a party or a gathering. It's an open house because I don't know what your schedule is and I don't want you to be. And I always put the dessert out with the meal because maybe <laughs> you already ate before you came and you yeah. want a dessert. So oh, I love it. <laughs> That's just a little aside. <laughs> I, I've always wanted to have that house too, where our kids' friends always wanted to come, you know, yeah. want to come, right? So right. yeah, I, uh, I, oh, I love that. I love yeah. that whole concept. Um, yeah. one, um, one thing that we've heard from many people just surveying our audience and, uh, and again, even just the people that, you know, we're coaching, that communication is their biggest struggle you know, when we first saw that response, it kind of was like, whoa, you know, it was a little bit like we were, we were kind of shocked. And then 
the more we step back from it, I was like, oh no, that makes perfect sense. Because that's the thing that if you're not communicating about what you want, how you want your family to be, what you want your marriage to be like, where are you going for your future? You know, all of these things, like if you're not communicating, well, of course, it, well, yes, it's going to be a struggle. And then the problems can arise. So what are, you know, dating for 42 years and raising six kids and having this beautiful family dynamic, what are your tips to helping couples who are listening improve their communication? What, like, how, how do they, how do they start? How do they make that a strong, uh, a strength in their relationship? It's so funny because it's ironic that there's so many more ways to communicate with each other, but yet communication is so difficult. That's right? crazy, right? So we use the, the technology. Like I said, we text a lot during the day. But I really think too, even when we couldn't yeah. use the Yeah, text. let's take it back to like before yeah, you had instant. Yeah, yeah, I mean, how did, how did it work then? I, you know, again, mutual respect mm -hmm. where I think both of us have a pretty good ear for listening and mm. knowing what the other one or looking for what the other one is trying to say and not jumping at what they're saying, but leading with that love, but saying, mm, let me give them a minute to you know, say what they really want to say rather than just make assumptions and judgments. I, I've never felt judgmental whenever Pamela was talking to me or whenever we were deciding on what to do. It was always the way we worked it out. We would go back and forth sometimes working something out. But when I'm talking, she's not. And when she's talking, I'm not. And I don't think- but Being good listeners yeah. is, is, yeah. is huge. I mean, my, my brain, I think just exploded. Like when Dan said that, I'm like, oh, the key to communication she is, is listening. listening. <laughs> and we've had listen- in our <laughs> Thanks. Office, right? Like- Stop talking, right? Yeah. That, that's really no. It's and and again, going back to my parents, they were our listening mentors. They right. listened to our dumb that's ideas nice. and our stories. You know, for, back us up. Yeah. you know, letting us get it out. You know, so that we could even figure it out and think it's our mm -hmm. idea. Yeah, you know. So Pamela has always said that a lot with our kids. Don't tell them what to do. Have them come up with the idea. And it right. takes a lot of listening for that to happen. And asking the right questions the right too. Questions. Just like, you know, and sometimes, sometimes I'll, I'll even say, like, I'll preface it. I'm like, okay, I already know I'm not going to ask this question the way you want it to come out. <laughs> like, it's going to maybe be seem judgmental or sound, you know, like mm. I have an ulterior motive or whatever. So I'm like, all right. But making these questions like open-ended, like, what do you really, like, all right, what do you really want to, you know, have happen tonight? Or what do you, what do you, what is your goal for that suggestion? You know, like be open-ended, let them explain it. So then you know where they're coming from. And before you just start like giving your ideas and mm -hmm. saying, or knocking it down and saying, no, no, that's not going to work out. You know, open-ended questions, ask the right questions, <laughs> be, be careful and choose your words. This is another thing. It's like we just we just don't like profanity. We don't profanity isn't part of our mm -hmm. lingo. Really, I, with each other more than anything else. Yeah. Because I can tell you, there are times when I'm either at work or down the gym <laughs> and swearing. And right? You know, it comes out when in 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 a certain way, but he, around here, 
Our Wait. kids, our, ki our kids have not hurt us. Use profanity. Well, we don't name call. There's no, no like this. Yeah. Those things is like that has never happened. Ever. It, ne you know, but it hasn't even crossed my mind. Yeah, to ever call her don't, a name. The, so the, the like the language that you use is important, and I don't mean you know, like I say, profanity. I don't mind. I love a good swear. You know, right. swear word. And I, <laughs> I, when I do, when I do get it in there, my kids are like, Mom. Oh. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Name calling, anything like that. Like that's off the table. You can't, yeah. Yeah. Can't happen. Well, lead from love, right? And those, yeah. those words don't, don't lead from love. Is there anything else, like just having this experience and going through life and, and committing to each other and to the family? Like, is there anything else uh, that you feel is sort of, you know, those, that big takeaway or that big lesson that you want to just share with our audience that, you know, here's from our experience, and this is this is our advice to you. Gotta have something that you do as a hobby or some kind of a work experience that you're doing together. You've mm. got to have something you do together. That binds I, you closer. And it could be something really simple, like you enjoy to go out to the movies. Yeah. Or you or, enjoy to go out to eat. Or, it could be something know, simple. Flea markets it, or it doesn't whatever. Have to but be, a business together. Many people don't do business well together with the people they they care about. Mm -hmm. But there's got. I agree with Pamela wholeheartedly. There's got to mm -hmm. be something that you share mutually yeah. that will bond you closer. Yeah, mm -hmm. because that you can truly share. Yeah, I really go back to that. That absence does not make the heart grow fonder. And yeah. um, you've got to find a way to, to pull yourselves together and and have that common interest and and common thing that you're working on. Oh, I have to say this, this is huge. This is great to do is you each go in a room, right? And then you write down everything you could possibly think of about your life. Like you can do five years out, 10 years out, 20 years out. Okay, whatever you choose. Um, one year out, I don't care, you know? This is um, writing your future. Yeah, yeah, you know, and okay. everything, you know, like, so it's, you know, and, and just got to do all the categories, right? You know, personal business, relationships, spiritual, all of those things, and being back in the room, <laughs> and then read each other's and see where you matching up or where you're far apart. Right. I mean, that's, that's great. It's great, really great exercise yeah. to do. I love that. I love that. It's a great way also to have to start communicating, right? For the right. people where they're struggling right. to know what to talk about with yeah. their spouse. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. A, a couple of the like key themes in, in our coaching has been uh, written communication, right? Especially another one of my one-liners is put the poison on paper, you know, yeah. like, rather than yelling at your spouse, like if you're upset, like get it out, like you just get your thoughts out on paper so you can distill down really what you want to communicate. And then vision, you know, where do you want to be this time next year? Where do you want to be five and 10 years from now? And uh, I think that's a, that's a wonderful exercise that sort of crosses over both of those things. Right. It's like no judgment, just go put this down, give your sheet of paper to each other. And, and you probably learn a lot 
about yeah. each other of like, oh, I didn't know you wanted that, or I didn't realize we both wanted this same thing, yeah. or like, wow, we're on two very different <laughs> pages here. <laughs> but yeah. whatever it is, it's good to know, right? Rather yes, than those thoughts riding around yeah. in your head. So yeah, keep dreaming, keep right. dreaming. Like we're always on to the next thing. Like we yeah. haven't even, we just got started even after 42 years, you know, like we just, the best is yet to come. Right. Yeah. Mm. And that's, I mean, like I said, there's, there's so many things from that, that first event, you know, just over five years ago where I, I saw you and your family wow. and uh, <laughs> there's just, there's so many things I admire about you guys. And it is that fact that like you are a very, very fine wine and it's just keeps getting better. And you don't have this aspect of, you know, Hey, we put in our years. Now it's time for, you know, this sort of, this facade of retirement you're like oh no oh, what's no. what's the next thing oh, yeah. that we can do that's going to be even better than it. the last 42 years <laughs> and, and don't forget we were there when you proposed to kate so i know, we were there I know. from the beginning i know seen you guys from the beginning so watch you guys you're right so we're we're, we're holding you accountable okay you guys. i know i know <laughs> We love that. Yeah. Oh. And I and I it's so it's so important, you know, we touched on it earlier, but I think having other friends, other couple friends, I mean that's really part of what we aspire to build is this community where you feel better. I feel better being around you too. You know, I feel better about myself. I feel better about my marriage, right? There's there's a semblance of hope there that like, hey, I'm not the only one that like believes in this romance and this marriage and the importance of it because that's mm. not what we see when we turn on the news or social media or you know the majority of information that's coming at us is not about like hey marriage is great you know yeah. love your spouse <laughs> right, lead right. with love and and it happens in these you know small groups that we're in and and just these small moments in time that that we get to interact so we we really Thank appreciate you. your time wow. Thank you, you for on. giving us a chance to talk Thank about you. it. Jeez. Yeah. Great. This was so great. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of The One Relationship. Be sure to subscribe right now. And we'd love it if you could do us a quick favor too. Please rate and review this podcast. This will help others who want to strengthen their marriage discover our content. To get our free marriage manifesto today, head over to theonerelationship.com. And while you're there, we'd love to hear from you. Just hit the Contact Us button and send us your questions and feedback. Join us next time for more Real Talk on The One Relationship.